Welcome into episode 17 of the Bluest Tape. I am Harvey Couch alongside Jeff Colas. And uh, thanks to everybody for joining us, uh, whether it's your first time or your 17th. Uh, we're here on a uh, we'll take a journey through the live catalog of Widespread Panic, and um, we'll pop in and talk a little bit, but mostly play music. Um, appreciate you taking the time to listen. And today, as this uh, episode releases, it is a uh, birthday. Yeah. Happy birthday, Jojo. <laughs> John John Herman's birthday uh, is today, and kind of you know when we were talking about this the the theme for this show, I think you aptly pointed out that they celebrate his birthday a lot. I mean, not just the playing shows on July 18th, but like doing stuff for his birthday. Um, whereas the rest of the guys, you know, take treat their birthdays like adults do, I guess, which is to, you know, <laughs> which is to ignore them. Right. Yeah. It definitely seems like, I mean, I think part of it is that they, they, you know, July 18th usually falls right during summer tour. So it's more often than not that they are playing on his birthday. But I do think that, I don't know if it's, if it's Jojo is really into his birthday or maybe he's not into his birthday. And so then the band makes it a bigger deal, but I got my money on Jojo and Joyce's birthday. And, uh, and so then the band plays off of that, but, um, we're gonna we're gonna look at four different um, JoJ birthday shows and some segments uh, from each of those. And um, my very first panic show was a JoJo birthday show from nineteen from a uh, nineteen ninety three July eighteenth at the uh, Municipal Auditorium in New Orleans. And uh, here's my here's my call out for anybody who has a digital recording of that show. <laughs> I have a like a third generation cassette, so I know there's something you know exists out there, but there's nothing in circulation. So uh, you would make my uh, make my summer if you could uh, show up with one. But that was a really good show. Diner opener. Uh, it had a uh, a Chan Kinchla and a John Popper appearance for early in the morning in Fishwater uh, to close out the set. That was a great uh, horde. Um, that was a really good introduction for me uh into to panic and uh you know having colonel bruce or you know having the aquarium rescue unit and the samples and big head todd and blues traveler and um all good was on that uh on that tour it was uh i think i think my my friend who went with me you know we joked that they like raided our cd collection to put together the lineup for that show um but Anyway, so if anybody has seven eighteen ninety three, uh, drop me a line. But uh, so there's, we're not going to play anything from that because we don't have it. But we're going to start uh, a couple years later uh, in nineteen ninety five, and um, they played a uh, an afternoon show at Bohemian Music in Billings, Montana, an afternoon acoustic show. Uh, I'm assuming Bohemian Music is a record store. Do you do you have that on authority, or are you just going to follow me on that assumption? I'm going to follow you on that assumption. And uh, that night they play at the Alberta Blair Theater in Billings, which is a really, really good show, but there's not any, like, you know, specific standout uh, JoJo moment, um, kind of like there is during the uh, during this radio show. So they play a, let's see, five-song set, uh, an acoustic uh, set, and um, 
we are going to play the very last song from that set from Bohemian Music in Billings, Montana, July 18th, 1995, on, uh, on our JoJo Herman birthday spectacular.
All right, that was the uh, the closing number from a afternoon acoustic show uh, on July 18th, 1995. Get up early in the morning from Bohemian Music in Billings, Montana, and uh, we've got some real time follow up on the uh, on uh, Bohemian Music. Jeff, you did some some googling. Yeah, actually, I have a, a crack uh, research staff here and. Here in Memphis, and uh, they've let let me know that Bohemian music um, is also known as Bohemian music and body piercing these days. And uh, it offer they offer a variety of quality vintage vinyl records, CDs, cassettes, and accessories, pre-owned stereo gear, unique body jewelry, stickers, tapestries, statuary, T-shirts, posters, world incense, and jewelry. And Harvey, I will bet you a dollar that it smells like Nag Champa in that store. <laughs> One American dollar. Um, <laughs> those sound like your favorite things. I mean, that sounds like a Christmas list for Jen, for Jen just to get re- down the list on that. In reverse order, too. <laughs> jewelry and world incense far surpassed my love of vinyl records. Posters so. and T-shirts. And, yeah. Sounds- but I'm glad we played this because in-store performances are always great. It doesn't matter the band. I, I just, I've always found those to be particularly interesting and especially um panic hasn't done one in a very very long time uh so uh these but uh, they did a you know a whole spate not only of in stores but also fm fm shows especially you know there's a bunch of them from 93 and then a handful every year kind of after that and those are always interesting listening to yeah it's, no and these in stores you know it's like a real sort of intimate you know, you can tell like the, the crowd is sort of interacting, you know, almost talking back and forth uh, with the band. And so um, that was sort of the uh, call out for Jojo on his birthday, the, mm-hmm. the get up early and um, looking at the, you know, the, the all time played for uh, for early has not been played since May of 96. And um, I mean, it was a pretty regular rotation s- song from. I mean, the first time played was May of 92. JoJo's first show was March of 92. And, um, you know, pretty regular encore slot type song up until, um, you know, or early 95. It became started becoming pretty rare. And then the very last time played was, was May of 96. Um, I mean, I guess it, it's sort of along the same time that, that they started playing Red Beans. And so maybe Red Beans took Early's place in that in that spot um no i say i like that i, th- I think i think you're right <laughs> i was just gonna agree with you i mean um, i guess it started uh, it looks like you know spring of 95 red beans became you know just a staple uh an encore you know every fifth or sixth show it slowed down more in, in 97 98 and you know into 2000 but um I don't know how would you how would you rate those those two as uh you know sort of good time JoJo encore songs. I mean, I I having not not been not not been uh, on the bus so to speak when early was part was part of the set list. It's all only I've only heard it obviously through tapes and streaming and everything. But I've always liked it. I think it's a fun song. I love. I mean, again. We've talked about this before. You you pay attention to the artists that the band that you like bands that you like cover. So you know it was kind of set me down the road of discovering about 
discovering Professor Longhair and James Booker and a lot of those great New Orleans artists. So, and I again, I think they they are a lot. They're really creative with early where they put it. Um, you know, in the midst of low low spark and that 95 show and um but they've done the same thing with red beans too but i think it's uh they're both good picks but it, it's too bad they can have used both of them or continue to use both of them yeah so. you would see you know early would show up as an, an opener every once in a mm-hmm. while you know as sort of a wink wink and um or as an, an encore i mean you know i mean red beans is fun it's a little more high energy but i think early has got a little more of the kind of the, the groove you know that is, is more sort of um traditional long hair style you know what i mean uh more of the, the standard new orleans sound but uh, you know there should be a place for both of them but apparently i guess there wasn't i and it's also it's always fun to hear jb try to sing like professor long hair once in a while too so yeah and i think there's definitely there's it seems to be a little more space for uh you know for uh, exploration lyrically for for jb during you know <laughs> he could he could morph into tipitina or, or yep. early or whatever uh on the i guess that's definitely him. i mean they're basically the same song it's just <laughs> uh, i definitely got tapes with either word on them early on mm-hmm. all right so uh let's let's move to a to a full band you know to a a full-blown show here we're going to jump uh three years in the future to uh 1998 uh again you know probably our our what third or fourth visit to the travel and light tour um from uh from july 18th 1998 and um this is a two-set show uh from walnut creek in raleigh north carolina um a travel and light show with uh G Love and Special Sauce and Guster uh, and Leftover Salmon played during set break of the show. So, um, July 18th, 90, 1998, we're going to pick things up um, about midway through the second set. Uh, Ain't Life Grand Red Beans to start things off in the second set. So, that's pretty pretty rare, you know, early set appearance for Red Beans. And then uh, Diner Rock climb to safety with g love on harmonica and then uh we'll pick it up here uh mid mid set second set july 18th 1998 walnut creek in raleigh north carolina
Alright, that was Widespread Panic celebrating JoJo Herman's birthday in 1998 at the Walnut Creek Amphitheater in Raleigh, North Carolina. Happy into walking with a pause, and Harvey, they do something a little special for JoJo during the pause in this in this version of the song. Yeah, according to uh, Everyday Companion, uh, hat tip to them, um, apparently during the pause, a gorilla delivered a birthday cake to JoJo on stage. <laughs> <laughs> you can kind of hear like a crowd reaction, you know, something is obviously happening. So uh, that was pretty cool. Um, again, we're going to the theme of, you know, the band celebrating JoJo's birthday as they do. Um but this is good music too. I mean, this is a nice. Uh, it's like a nine-minute happy, and uh, you know the jams out of happy. Kind of, you know, I think are sneaky good. You know, not not super common. I mean, uh, there are a handful of them, um, but sort of rarely disappoint. You know, I mean, really I enjoy Mikey kind of riffing on that theme, and uh, yeah, I mean that's that's one. Those are those are some of my favorite. Uh, favorite passages for sure yes happy into something is always is usually a pretty good pretty good thing standalone happies or or really not i would not put them as my favorite panic instrumentals but um but definitely i think by this time the song had really started taking hold in the set list and um had been around for a couple years at that point i suppose and really um pretty well established and they were starting to get creative with it yep and um you know and i guess you tie that together with the birthday too right you know it's happy and then and then they they do the birthday thing with the with the gorilla (laughs) so um (laughs) we will from here go on uh we'll jump two years into the future to uh to the year 2000 and um this is a show that i was at in uh in indianapolis indiana at the um the Murat Theater, um, which was, was that the only time I've been to that theater, which is really unfortunate because it is a it's a really nice place to see a show. I enjoyed I enjoyed my experience there uh, quite a bit. Yeah, it's a great venue, big old big old theater in downtown uh, Indianapolis. I've talked about it, which we when we did the '97 show, we kind of gave everybody the rundown, but it's got those two great spaces in one building and this is a good show this was i I had seen the show the the two shows before this and the three shows after or the three shows three of three of the shows after this um but not this one and um i remember regretting not 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 making the trip to indianapolis because this was a good this was a good one and i really the selection that you made for for tonight's episode is definitely one of the highlights of the show yeah it's there's um it definitely had sort of a, I don't know, it was sort of like a, a, a mellow kind of more psychedelic vibe to this show. I don't know how to describe it. I just remember it, you know, you know, AFD opener, the um, Sleepy Monkey is, you know, kind of stretched out a little bit, Bears Gone Fishing, Eon a G, like those songs all in the first set kind of set that stage. And then um, second set, they, they ramp things up a little bit. But um, the uh, the stretch in the what was the stretch in the in the first? Or I guess it was it was pre drums, right? The uh, the pigeons can't get high. Visiting day, traveling light is a is a really cool little 
section. Um, so I highly recommend. I mean, really, just go listen to this whole show. It's good from start to finish. But that section's really good. But um, we're going to pick the, the post-drums piece, which is more more JoJo-centric. And um, so we'll pick things up here coming out of drums, uh, finishing off the second set on July 18th in the year 2000 at the Murat Theater in Indianapolis, Indiana.
In the year 2000, JoJo Herman's birthday, was celebrating Indianapolis, Indiana at the Marat Theater with a post-drums vacation into Greta into North. And uh, a pretty strong uh, post-drums um, section from a, an overall really pretty good show. Yeah, no, I, I agree. And um, the... Uh... Yeah, always, you know, always, vacation's always welcome, and um, especially either before or after drums, it's a good spot, and then um, there's sort of a, there's about a, well, before they get there, about halfway through vacation, it's like, hello, synthesizer, (laughs) (laughs) and, uh, and, uh, you know, it's not, it's not terrible, I mean, you know, I, I always kind of enjoyed the light like clavinet playing in the during vacation and so the the synthesizer is actually you know but played you know tastefully which is uh, granted not always common um but i thought it fit pretty well here and then there's a there's a segment between vacation and greta that's about a three minute jojo solo on the synthesizer which is um you know you're did you have an opinion on that? Well, I think it's a, a couple of things. One is in 98, they gave him a cake. Clearly in 2000, they said, Jojo, you can play the synthesizer as much as you want. <laughs> and, they let, and they let him do it. And clearly he just, he obliged. Um, and again, it's, this is a recurring theme that I think we've talked about before. The, the advent of the synth heavy Jojo scene. And this is a really great example of it. It's not my favorite thing in the world. Um, the little, the JoJo jam, as uh, the Panic Stream setlist calls it, runs on a little long. And, you know, to me, it's he starts playing it. And those of you that have seen this movie, hopefully it'll ring a bell. But it sounds like the scene in Strange Brew when the McKenzie brothers go to Elsnore Castle and they come across the hockey game where the guys start fighting when the synthesizer music gets played. That's what it sounded like to me. Um, and those of you that have not seen that, that reference is going to sail over your head, and that's okay. Especially if you're especially if you're of a certain age that is half as old as I am. You will not understand that reference. But anyway, it's a, um, again, happy birthday, Jojo. Do what you want. Yeah, do what you like. It, it reminded me a, a little bit, maybe, of like um, when, Gar- you know, when Jerry Garcia would play like the MIDI pieces you know where it was sort of like kind of saxophony or um yeah clearly you're a fan of that as well <laughs> i was gonna say if we're gonna talk about meaty then don't you know i will i will not go off on my um my my love in quotes of peanut annuals um but uh but yes i went i had a strong reaction to it because that is the dead that i can't i don't i do i it's never appealed to me at all um and we're going to do a jerry episode i think in a couple of weeks and we can talk more about that but um but yeah i think it sort of hinted on that you know it's like and it, it, well, obviously it was just a, sl- a small passage in a three-hour show it wasn't like you know we weren't hearing that during every song um so uh but it, that was sort of a little reminiscent to sure. that so um all right well that was uh 2000 we are gonna jump back in time to uh to JoJo's birthday in 1997, which um, 
was another show that I got to the had the luck to attend. I mean, I, I swear I wasn't like following him around to go to JoJo birthday shows, but um, I did get to see him three times on his birthday and missed it one year, you know, by one day on uh, one year. But um, this was the first of two nights at Mud Island in 1997, July 18th and July 19th, and um, I had I was lucky enough to go to these shows, and um, it was. Uh, my recollections were that it was really hot. I mean, you know, mid July in 1997 in Memphis in the middle of the river. And, um, and there were like mosquitoes everywhere. <laughs> so those, you know, besides the music being fantastic, those are my, my main recollections. And, um, also being reunited with my, college girlfriend who's now my wife we had been apart for a couple months and so we got to get together uh at mud island in in the middle of the summer so that was pretty cool too but um we're gonna play the encore uh of this show which is uh, sort of i think there's a clear jojo references during this and there's a great jbism to start the encore and there's an even better JBism um, from earlier in the show. I can't remember if it was the beginning of the first set or the beginning of the second set. The the opener for the show, I mean, talk about sort of a dichotomy. The opener of the first night was uh, Bare Naked Ladies, and the opener of the second night was Government Mule. <laughs> <laughs> kind of different, different vibes on those two. But I do remember that the first night that there were clearly people who came to the show to see bare naked ladies like we're standing up like rocking out to the bare naked lady songs and then like sitting down during the panic set <laughs> but anyway so bare naked ladies opens and and I, I think it was the beginning of the second set J, jb comes out and says and as always thank you for bare naked ladies it was like of course you know <laughs> It's always nice to have bare naked ladies around. So, um, anyway, those uh, those are my memories from from that that run, which was really good. If you haven't if you haven't listened to those, there I think they're they were the first um, porch song releases, which were like the um, the two track soundboard releases, which you can get from uh, LiveWidespreadPanic dot com. But uh, we'll play the audience tape uh, and roll with the uh, encore from July eighteenth, nineteen ninety seven, at Mud Island in Memphis, Tennessee. If you really do love us, Memphis, it means we're moving into your house tomorrow.
All right, we stepped back, stepped back in time to 1997 uh, to celebrate JoJo's birthday in Memphis, Tennessee, at the Mud Island Amphitheater. The encore that night: Gradle, Red Beans Cooking, and City of Dreams, and a great way to end a show on the first night of a pretty strong two-night run. The first night's good, but man, that second night is intense, Harvey. And you were you were there, so you can you can vouch for that yeah i mean not to, to shortchange the first set i mean it had it had some pretty good highlights and um you know early like ain't like grand and disco early in the first set um was the very first one kind favor it was a pigeons one kind favor in the first set um you know it really seemed like a not really a, i mean maybe not a new year's run but it seemed like they were just like just loading up the set lists with like all the heavy hitters you know like from front to back and uh, the i remember sticking out like one of the memories sticking out um well there are a couple from this show but the um the papa's home which is the third song of the second set like a standalone papa's home i don't know how long it was but man it was uh, my recollection was that it was just massive like went on for a long time and um standalone papa's homes were, were kind of rare you know back then uh it was almost always at minimum split by drums but you know mm-hmm. often split by other stuff and uh so yeah 15 and a half minutes is what i clocked in at uh for the standalone papas and uh and then the other thing that that stood out to me was that the what the post drums was just stop go and uh that just was sort of an odd placement but it really fit well i mean it was a big long lead in out of drums with the bass and you know how stop go can be sometimes just a big you know big song and uh, it was a cool a cool closer and then obviously this is a great three song encore and um i'm a big fan you know on paper gradle as an encore is kind of like ho-hum you know you see an encore it's like you know gradle whatever and it's like eh, whatever but um i dig it as an encore i think it's better when like jb's a little lathered up you know like when it's kind of by itself early in the first set i think it's more of a a throwaway but like when he kind of really gets into it and i think he does in this version um I think it's better, and uh, you know when he gets in like the pay no mind and stuff like that. I think it it plays pretty well, um, and then obviously the red beans, you know, kind of the big JoJo birthday showcase, and um, I think school says like birthday boy after that, and then JB says Mojo, <laughs> and then. Uh, you got to figure, I mean, like, I think at the show and probably, you know, you, you assume that that's it, right? I mean, great old red beans, that's your encore and, uh, you know, slow song, fast song. And, uh, so then it was kind of cool when they kind of kick up city of dreams to close it out. And, um, you know, JB completely butchers the lyrics, but you know, in a good way, he always kind of salvages it at some point. And, um, so, uh, I, I enjoy this, and then obviously, yeah, we were talking about the the night after this is just from from start to finish, from the floozy opener, um, all the way through to the uh, to the Warren Haynes encore, and another kind of you know weird post drums with Port Song Contentment Blues. You know, I don't think of Contentment as a set closer very often, but um, yeah, I enjoy. If I could go back to these two shows, I'd I definitely would. <laughs> <laughs> 
um they're definitely some of my favorites but um you you got to you weren't there but you got these are these have a special place in your heart too huh? yeah the very first very first debts that i ever panic debts that i ever got were these three shows on a and for, uh, and for those of you listening that never traded physical media like harvey and i used to and how we got to know each other did something called a b and p which is where you would send blank tapes and postage preferably in cash or stamps but never a meter strip um two because those are dated and you can't use them. yeah and so uh sent them to mr west taft so Wes, if you're out there somewhere thank you for your hospitality but got these shows back and you know just the 19th especially just wore it out i mean it's such a good show and then the next night in montgomery and the 20th is really good uh, with this the stuff with, with warren and, and the mule sitting in so great three show run and uh, a good way to end our musical selections for uh for this week um you know again i think jojo coming into the band in 92 took a band that was on the rise you will you certainly could argue and was starting to have some success and doing their headlining tours and obviously had done done some strong opening oh had been a uh an open for blues traveler in 91 and but we're starting to make a name for themselves and jojo took a pretty good band and added more to the mix and made them an even better band um and i think it's pretty hard to understate his influence on the panic sound i mean it's i mean i i can't imagine panic now without jojo's keyboards in that band um it, it is it's not as signature as hauser's guitar but it's prob it's close i mean after hauser's guitar and jb's voice you know jojo's keyboards and the way he plays that new orleans style um which just in is in is there in so many different ways um but it's adding another influence and another, I won't, not even genre, but another type style of, of music, of Southern music into a great Southern band. Um, you know, they are like a lot of their forebears, especially the Almond Brothers, um, a band that synthesizes influences, right? And this was the one that they didn't have until JoJo came along. And it really just took the band again took a good band and made them even better and again just created a signature sound adding songs to the set list um keyboard driven songs which is what they really didn't have before again they're still a hauser they're still out they were, were a hauser driven band they're still a guitar driven band with jimmy in the group now um but jojo's right there I mean, again, he's a, he's his keyboards are front and center, and especially in the, a lot of these shows in the, from this era, the 98, 99, 2000, and 2001, he really becomes a, a dominant, you know, the sound, his, his playing becomes dominant, you know, and again, we kind of joke about the synthesizer stuff, um, but it's there, you know, he's leading the segues in a lot of ways. Um, the segues change, the band sort of slows down before they go into stuff. Um, and he's the one leading them back out. Whereas before a lot of it was again, guitar driven. Um, so yeah, he's, he's pretty indispensable to this, to this band. And, you know, again, I think he's well worth celebrating, which is why we're doing it on his birthday. Yeah. I think that, uh, you, you hit the nail on the head with the, um the influences you know i mean they already had the um classic rock and the you know 
the hard rock and the you know the jam you know the dead influence and the singer songwriter and they had all of that and to bring in the r&b too sure you know, yeah. yeah and uh but then i think yeah they were definitely missing that that sort of north that that swamp sound and uh, i think that that made a big difference and um he i think he played a, a big or continues to but but did a big part of the um you know the lowercase jams quote unquote and um you know, in leading them, you know, exploration, you know, through different parts between songs and, you know, uh, taking, taking songs to, you know, when they're trying to, to reach the jump off the cliff or, you know, nail the, you know, nail the landing. He, he was a big part of a lot of that or it continues to be, but, um, so, uh, and, and, you know, I mean, we'll, we'll joke. I'm certain we have, and we will continue to, but, uh, you know, I think it's, it's easy to understate his, uh, songwriting contributions to the band. I mean, not only the ones that he sings or either partially sings or, or, you know, solo sings, but, um, you know, I think he had a, you know, he was a, a, a significant contributor to the, you know, to the originals, uh, that were crafted from, you know, by the band after his, uh, you know, after he joined them. Well, and, and the other part too, his songs are, those, a lot of the songs that he's known for, Tall Boy, Greta, Big Willie Mammoth, like they're fun songs too. And like it's, it's, and it, it sounds like a very simple thing, but it's a very important thing. Sure. You know, I mean, the point of going to all these. You can only play like You Got Yours and Blight and Impossible, you know, yeah. so many times back to back to back. Yeah. And I love and I love Dark Panic. I love Heavy Panic. But sometimes it's got to brighten up. And JoJo's the guy that, again, that New Orleans, like you said, the swamp sound, the New Orleans sound, automatically brighten his style of piano playing brightens Panic sound um, immensely. And uh, so it's, it's okay, kids, it's okay to have fun. It doesn't need to be all serious and it doesn't need to be all depressing all the time. I like it, but it doesn't need to be that way. Yeah. No, and I, and I think he, you know, I, having, you know, I mean, I got the chance to meet him a couple times and in the impression I've gotten from other people who've spent, you know, more time with the band is that he's really sort of like the, you know, um, he's the joker. He's, you know, he's the, um, the, the jester of the band. And I think that's really important too. And probably for a band to, you know, stay together for 30 plus years, you need that kind of, you know, that kind of influence that, that, uh, personality. And, uh, I think he, you know, he, he contributes that to the band, contributes that to the band too. Yeah. Well, happy birthday, Jojo. Happy birthday, Jojo. We, we've landed on two band members birthdays here in the last month with Sonny's birthday back at, on the fourth and now Jojo's. So, um, again, want to thank everybody for listening. Want to thank, uh, our good friends over at panic stream and everyday companion for everything they do to help us put all this together and all these statistics and, and things that we, that, that we drop every once in a while. And of course the tapers, um, again, we kind of got back into the, um, we have some strong audience tapes again this week. And, uh, that's really what the bulk of this show will, will be made up of. So again, thanks all their hard work over the years and all the hard work that the guys that are guys and girls that are still out there now are doing to, uh, 
to share to, to share the music of this band. So, thank you, everybody. To put that in perspective, um, you know, uh, for the folks that are you know these days get to listen live, you know, to every show as it plays, and then you know, either purchase the soundboard, you know, the next day or stream the audience you know, recording on panic stream the next day or at worst the day after, how long did you have to wait on your BNP? Like when did you get those July 18th, July 19th shows in the mail from West half? Well, I think he probably posted something, a review of the show. And then probably at the bottom of the review made some comment about how he'll offer up, offer up BNP for the first three people that, 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 that write them on the old uh, spread net uh, listserv. And, um, you know, it took a little while to, to get them there and it took a little while to get them back, but you know, probably 10 days, 10, 10 days, two weeks, whatever it might've been, but it's pretty fast after it was, uh, most of the, most of the times I got those kind of things, it was, you know, it was a month or more after, uh, you know, when they got home from tour and, you know, uh-huh. dusted it all off. But kids these days don't know how they, how good they have it. <laughs> That's right. And this ends our old guy panic radio story hour. <laughs> um, all right. Well, uh, appreciate everybody uh listening and um all your your support and feedback we we definitely appreciate it um got some good uh some good show ideas from uh from the sandbox and uh on twitter so we will uh we'll, we'll work those in over in the coming weeks and um so visit us on the website bluestape.com um follow us on twitter and that is at Lewis tape um we're on Facebook, facebook.com slash Bluest Tape Podcast. But the easiest way to go, go to bluesttape.com. Under the picture of uh, Michael Hauser, there's sort of a row of icons, and that's where you get all your links uh, to give us feedback and follow us on the various uh, social media platforms. All the way on the right there is a uh, little icon for the dollar sign, and if you click that, you can donate to Bluest Tape, and that will help us... Uh, pay the bills keep the lights on and um it's 100 percent secure and you know we're uh we're we're not in it to make any money we're just uh doing it for the love of the game and uh it costs us a little bit to to put this out there so uh any support you can provide uh we'd appreciate it uh obviously the music's free and uh the band provides that so we appreciate them for that and uh, so uh on this day that it's released happy birthday jojo And um, we will uh, talk to everybody next week. Thanks again.